I love how a guy, a guy who has created his whole Instagram to cater I know. to the lowest denominator is now frustrated. Prey on the bottom feeders of the internet gets aggravated when they interact and give him what he wants to do as an influencer. Welcome to the Makeshift Podcast, hosted by Chris Powell from Full Steam Designs and myself, Corey Stanley from Odyssey CNC. And this week we have Keith from Blackthorn Concepts again. What's up, Keith? <laughs> Hi. Man, I'm so relieved to see you bob your head to that music. Well, like, I know you trashed somebody when they didn't. Well, no, not no, not even you. I'm saying Corey because last week. I mean, he, the audio wasn't working like he couldn't hear anything and I, I like we did everything we wasted like a half hour trying to get everything going and of course yeah. he didn't do anything in preparation for this week but not at all it just happened to work so yeah yeah it's funny because uh, I, I didn't change anything I didn't change any setting I just hopped on here and I was like hey play the music real quick let me see if it works and I was like ah oh, it sounds beautiful I missed it <laughs> but yeah yeah Way to be so, professional, Corey. Way to dude. I am. I can't, well, I can't we control doing, if the fucking computer doesn't want to fucking. We did you do the mic taps little, today? That's what we were doing. Yeah, yeah. And it, that's when we were. He's like, I can't hear that. And then the other guy comes on, and he's like, Yeah, I can hear it, no problem. I'm like, all right, what the fuck, Corey? Yeah, I don't know. I went through like every setting I could. It, it had the mic and the headphones selected in the like the settings. Yeah. So and, and in the the. This is riveting content for everyone else. But the next time that happens, go to call settings, change it to your computer, and then change it back to your mic. Mm. Happens all the time to Tony and I. Mm. All right. Well, one of these days, we'll be experienced podcasters. Not episode 82. What are you guys at? (laughs) What are you guys at? When when do we become experienced? (laughs) Probably around episode 8, if you pay attention. We haven't been. Well, we're fucked. (laughs) (laughs) Pay attention to what we're doing or just pay attention to you? Oh, I, w- I would never pay attention to me. All right. I'm good. I'm a bad influence. Yeah. So what's going on? What is the uh, today's topic? I don't know. Man, I, you know, I just before we get into anything, I, we had kind of an, inf- an interesting conversation in school today in my philosophy of trade class. And uh, Sounds fun. it kind of started going off the rails, but we were talking about how you just kind of say like generic things like like we were talking about how everybody just like falls into you know how they live their life and what they do like they fall into the routine and whatever and you know my thing was that some people are expected to be a certain way and you know they just when they fall into that routine like that's just them responding to what they think they should do but like I said, we kind of got off topic with stuff. And then we were talking about how, when you would just go talk with people and it's like, you just have like boring conversations. Like you go meet up with somebody and it's like, Oh, what do you do for work? What, you know, it's always like the same generic thing. And I was like, oh, yeah. well, what are we supposed to say? Like, what are you supposed to just walk up to a random person and be like, you know, so what is your, how, how do you feel about the fall of the Holy Roman empire? You know, how has that influenced your life? And they were like, yeah, maybe that is what we should talk about. So, from now on, I think we need to start the podcast with just something ridiculous like that. So how has the fall of the Holy Roman Empire 
affected you guys? Corey, I'll let you go first. I don't know. I don't know if you guys are ready for this. I've I've been. You can have the <laughs> what if you just dropped a whole essay super deep on us? <laughs> All right, I guess we could talk no, about no, workmanship. I don't got anything. <laughs> <laughs> workmanship, on the other hand, let's go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll f- philosophize about that. Philosophize, philosophize. Yeah, the, yeah, no. Neither of those, but <laughs> something. Um, so you guys are going, right? Wait, wait. I'm I'm still in the Roman Empire. When did that fall? Oh, was that 1400-ish? Was it 80 or BC? <laughs> I'm just kidding. I don't know. Maybe it was earlier. It was like, I, I don't know. I probably should know. I mean, we spent like a whole year talking about it, but... Is that it's in the like philosophy of trades class? Like, no, like, that's something new. That's, <laughs> that's just started this year. Because that'd be like history. <laughs> yeah. But it'd yeah. be interesting to be like, well, this trade philosophy really changed when they didn't have an empire anymore. <laughs> yeah, to have, have a whole new trade. Uh, 476 AD. So I was off by a little bit. Yeah, only a thousand years. It's fine. Yeah. It's pretty I mean, close. that's all right. I mean, in the grand scheme of things, so it's a thousand years. Right. I thought it was... I thought it was much later than that. Uh, so did I, kind of. Yeah, like that so seems did I. Early. Maybe, maybe that's, maybe there's something different. I mean, I guess you know, different things always happen, but maybe there's one point where they, uh, let's see, the Western Empire suffered several Gothic invasions, and in AD 455 was sacked by Vandals. Rome continued to de- decline after that until AD 476 when the Western Roman Empire came to an end. So that was yeah. the fall of the Western Roman you'd, Empire. You'd think they'd decline pretty quickly from like BC to AD, right? <laughs> because of uh, things they did and being smited. No? Okay. <laughs> Just me. Just you, Corey. Maybe, maybe I'm thinking the Eastern. You know what? We'll uh, we'll look into this more, and maybe we'll have more to talk about next week. Maybe I'll find somebody and I'll ask them that question, and they'll you know blow my mind with some stuff, and I can come on here and share it. Yeah, yeah. Huh. I was gonna say if you brought somebody like a like a history professor or something, that like that would be almost cool because they would tell us some cool stuff, but then they would like ask us questions on this, and we'd feel so stupid. <laughs> right, like this. I mean, how do you think I feel? This is what I'm going to school for, I guess. So workbench con, I guess you guys going? Uh, I don't think I am. Are you going, Corey? You were the one that I would figure would go. So I did Corey go last year. Loved it, didn't he? Right. I I enjoyed the peopling somewhat. I don't like mm-hmm. most people, but the people that I do like that were there, I enjoyed those people. <laughs> Some of the other people I didn't enjoy so much, but I didn't enjoy the price of it. Um, and I really. I mean, part of that was on me. I didn't take advantage of everything. I didn't go to all the classes, so I can't really speak too much on it. Um, but I also had, I was in the Phantom's booth with the machine, so I didn't want to just, like, leave and go to fucking classes when they let me be there and hang out with them, and I feel like that would have been kind of rude. So Let me ask you this, though. Since you didn't go to classes when most people do, do does everyone go to classes and that room's just empty at that point? Or For the most part, I mean, I'd say, I, I'd say there's probably like uh, less than 50 in that room. Like a lot of people clear out and go to the classes. Most people have like their schedule figured out of what they want to go to. I mean, they, they paid quite a bit of money, so 
I'm sure they want to get as much as they can out of it. Um, but yeah, it was kind of boring when it cleared out for the classes. There'd be a few people to talk to, but other than that, I was just kind of waiting for them to get out and come come back to the the common area there and and hang out. See, there was when we, when we went, Keith, which was when was that even twenty twenty two? Oh, you guys did wait. That was last year. No, no, no that would have been twenty three. My bad. Was My math. That was <laughs> only two years ago that we went. Your math ain't math, and yeah, just two years ago. Okay, I didn't know yeah. you guys went. You know how I know? I just went back to listen to our episode from it just to oh, did you? get a recap and speak uh, clearly on it. It wasn't 21 that we went then? No, it was 22. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, because, wait, yeah, yeah, because that was the year that <laughs> you thought Chad was going to come see you, and he didn't. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Hey, he made up for it, though. He drove all the way to New York to come hang out at Maker Camp. So Two years later. Redemption. <laughs> That's a long ways to go when you don't want to go 45 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, anyways, uh, the year that we went, there was one instance where I didn't go to any classes because there weren't any that I was interested in going to. And you went to one, so you weren't around. And, you know, there was a handful of people hanging out. But yeah, there really wasn't many in there. Now, I don't know if our year was really a good year to base our opinion off of for this, because I feel like we kind of got shafted. Like it was kind of just a shit shit show that year. Uh, okay. But and I don't, I don't, I could still have an opinion based on what they well, presented of in course. front of yeah. me. Of they course, didn't give yeah. me a discount. They didn't give me my money back. Yeah, uh, of course. And I mean, I'm not, I wasn't happy about it and i'm still not happy about it because it was a gigantic waste of money that year they they advertised um i'm gonna get into it because i i think it was a con um they advertised all these sponsors that would be there and they weren't they just weren't there there was no indication no sorry no apology no hey these guys didn't make it for x number of reason out of our control none of that it was just let's just not mention it and hopefully no one says anything even the sh- wasn't Home Depot supposed to be like the main, like the show sponsor that year? Yeah, and, and they weren't. No one was there from Home Depot. Rockler was supposed to be there. Um, I forget what else. I was just listening to our episode talk, and we were, I was talking about it there. And there was more than those two that I listed. And uh, yeah, and nothing from them, yeah. you know? And then now, all right, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, it does seem like they've stepped it up a bit with the sponsors and I'm not just saying that because we know some of them, but like we do know some of the people that are going and they weren't there the year that we went. So like last year I swung in to see Corey and, and see, you know, a handful of people and like Carveco was there, uh, one Finity, uh, Daniel from Pone CNC. Um, you know, those were definitely people that I hadn't seen. And it was more like, smaller you know i don't want to say like small companies but like not the rocklers and like total boats and and, and stuff like that it was you know smaller companies and and guys working out of their garage kind of yeah i think i could name all the sponsors that were there on one it was pretty bad the year we went it was it was was bessie here i'll go around the room it was bessie total boat rustoleum um Craig, yep. Surf Prep, Unita, uh, Moss, and Lamella. 
you're missing one. There was that, who was that wood company? Remember they did the thing where you had to identify the types of wood? Oh, yeah. And then you got like a free hat or something. Yeah. Who oh, and Phantom was. was there. Phantom was there. Oh, yeah. Yep. They weren't talking to anyone, but they were there. <laughs> well, they weren't talking to me. Um, yeah, I don't know. So it does seem like it's gotten better with the sponsors at least. But my concern is it's spun as like come here to learn social media stuff and you know not knocking a lot of the regulars that i see but like and maybe i'm an exception but i i feel like i like i've done pretty well on social media and none of that is due to going me going to workbenchcon like that had nothing to do with it and you know i mean like like we had gone years ago and i didn't start doing anything until just this past year so I feel like if people are going to WorkbenchCon because they think it's going to help them with social media, it probably isn't. Like I've said it before, people generally know what you need to do to do well on social media. Like you just need to post good content. And if consistent good content. Yeah, consistently. Right, if I don't I don't feel that paying six hundred how much is it now? I think it's six thirty if you didn't get any of the early on prices. I mean, that's ridiculous. Like, I feel like if you're spending that much money to be just be told, like, make good content. I mean, maybe you need it to be presented to you in that way. But I don't know. I just don't see that as a viable reason for going. Like, if you want to go hang out, cool. If you want to go meet sponsors, okay, great. But like... If you just put in the legwork and, you know, make content, make good content on a consistent schedule, like you'll get there and there's no guarantee, you know, it's like college, like college can't tell you, you know, colleges now can't tell you, oh, we guarantee you'll get a job. Right. Just like WorkbenchCon can't tell you, oh, we guarantee next year you'll have, you know, so many subscribers because I mean, that would be ridiculous anyways, because it's yeah. still all dependent on you. I kind of wonder how many people, I mean, I, I know a lot of the people that go are probably the same like repeat kind of customers, like the same group of people that they want to go regardless of kind of what they're learning. Cause they, they want to go see everybody. Um, but I wonder how many like new people there are each year. They kind of have the same thought of like, Oh, I'm going to go and meet sponsors and, and learn a bunch of stuff. Or is it everybody that's already kind of been once, or heard about it and they're like, yeah, I'm probably not going to learn that much, but I'm going to hang out with my friends, you know? Have you, have you ever read a self-help book? Yep. No. I remember <laughs> Corey was on a big kick. Of one. <laughs> yeah. It was and, audible, technically audible. I, yeah. I listened to one, <laughs> but it's a lot of, uh, in order to do, in order to be better, you need to prepare to be better and to be better. You have to be better and then to be better. You just need to do better. Right. It's the same Oh, yeah, thing. They just write it over and over again. Oh, yeah, they yeah. just say it in a different way, like f for nine chapters. And it's fluff throughout the whole thing. Mm. And people will swear by these things. And then, and then really all it is, is uh, go do the thing, right? Yeah, yeah. There's nothing in that book that helps you. There's nothing at WorkbenchCon that's really going to, uh, like there's no gold given away there, right? It's just a reminder that you need to work hard to do whatever you want to do. So if you need to pay money to go do that, so be it, you know? Yeah. Uh, we said this after Maker Camp also. 
that like I mean I I felt like a I felt motivated after Maker Camp like oh yeah like I don't know if it's just like being in that group of people or like doing doing things but I felt like an energy after that obviously it didn't last very long like I think <laughs> the next week after we had the like we had the first podcast after where I was like yeah I feel amped and like the following week I was like yep well back to normal <laughs> so See, I, I, like. I'm the opposite with, with maker camp. I get worked up before I go. Mm. Well, you have a lot to do though. Like you, like you have a lot to prepare. It's not just going there to yeah, we yeah. see people and, and learn shit. And like, you have a lot of energy you're putting into it. Right. But it's also on my page. Like I want, I want people to have like something to talk about with me. If, if I see them there, right? Like, Oh, I saw you were working on such and such, right? There's almost like a, a ramp up to it where I want to be doing, I want to be busy ahead of time. Let people have an icebreaker. Oh, yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And I want to watch other people so that I can be like, Hey, Corey, I saw what you were doing on the rotary. That's awesome. Right. It's just an icebreaker at that point. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I kind of get ramped up ahead of time. Not saying that I don't come away invigorated from an event like that. Like, Oh yeah, that was cool. Uh, I'm inspired to do new stuff, but I also feel it like going into that, you know? Mm. Yeah. I mean, again, I think it, it just comes down to you. Like, yeah, maybe you leave it feeling like, Ooh, I got to do this, this and this and whatever. But like, if you carry on with that, that was you, you know, and, and you probably had that all along. You just found something that maybe ignited a, a, a spark in you or whatever. And, you know, as far as, like you said, with like self-help books, I guess, what we're saying here can really apply to anything, you know, Gary V. What do you think he charges for one of his, his, uh, conferences, you know, yeah, and no he'll idea. tell you right there, 99% of you are not going to do this. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, really at the end of the day, like you didn't need to go see Gary V to hear him say, you need to post on social media to do well at social media. Like I, I, I think you sent the video to the group where he's, someone comes up to him and is like, Hey, we're trying to start this like revolutionary thing. And you know, it's going to empower people and blah, blah, blah. They're like dropping all these key words. And he's like, cool. How many times a day do you post on social media? And they're like, Oh, well, you know, and we're going to, we, we got to do this and we're going to get this going. He's like, okay, cool. How many times do you post on social media? And it just keeps on going on like that. And finally he's like, stop. How many times a day are you posting on social media? And they're like, well, it's about once a week. He goes, Get the fuck out of here. He goes, you <laughs> cannot do something once a week and expect to move mountains with that. Like, and, and that's, you know, that's it right there. Like, that's all you need to know. Like, if you, if you put in minimal effort, you'll get minimal results, just like anything. So, I mean, I don't know. I was just shocked the other day when I saw that post come by saying that it was like 600 and something dollars to go. And that is just ludicrous in my mind because i don't feel like they're offering enough the meet getting to meet with the sponsors yeah that's cool getting to hang out with people and whatever that's great but that's like a couple hundred dollar event most of the talks that were being given the year that that we went which is you know all that i can speak about i didn't need to hear those like there was one really one that was useful and that was uh, Joe Jacks. And Joe Jacks. I, to be honest with you, I didn't 
probably didn't use any of that except the the only thing I took away from that or that I still do is that like I can click on the camera or on the the screen to like color it do all my color adjust and whatever you know or light adjust whatever all that crap is called see I don't even know what it is but it just that helped me and that's something I'll remember but like the other things I went and talked to people about that just wasn't helpful. I went to a Lincoln street one and like, you know, he, he talked about his situation with stuff and it's like, yeah, cool. If I want to make and not knock at them, but if I want to make generic videos that are the top 10 tools or whatever, cool. I can probably get something out of that, but that's not what I want to do. It's funny. So, I, I went back and listened to the episode we did and I talk about it. And I was talking that one up. And then, like, the Joe Jacks one I remember uh, with the video, but the Lincoln Street one is the only other one I gave props to. And I was thinking about it, and I don't remember anything he said. Not one word. <laughs> no, there is nothing was... that he said that I implore. Nothing. Like, w- so was it good, or was it just a, a empowered speech, you know? Yeah. You know how, like, uh, really, like, top-notch restaurants – have a food critic come and then they have to like eat their food and then they write a review and they either like shit on them and they get fucked or, you know, they write a good review and they do, they do all right. The workbench con should just give us tickets to go. Cause we're the fucking critics. <laughs> and if we don't have a good fucking time, we're going to let everybody know. <laughs> no, I don't want to get it twisted. I had a good time when we went <laughs> right. Like hanging out at the bar afterwards, hanging with Chris and Ronders and, mm. Uh, Matt and all, all, like all the people we hung out with, I had a great time, but that great time doesn't mean it's worth $629. Right. And I guess that's the alternative, right? Like you can go do that. Like they haven't set a rule up yet of like, yo, you got to have a ticket to hang out in the lobby. They might at some point, but from what I saw and it might be frowned upon, that might be like, Oh, you're just here for the bar. That's lame. Like, why didn't you get a ticket? But at this point, like you can still go and do that and just be in the lobby and they can't do shit about it and you can just hang out. Um, But that's still that's still a hotel room. That's still travel to get there. Like the six hundred and thirty bucks, that's the ticket to get in for the weekend. Mm -hmm. You still have to have your hotel and travel on top of that. So really, you're looking at like a grand to go do this and learn from it. You know, and if and if you're going down there just to hang out, I mean, what's what's a plane ticket for you, Keith, to fly in there? Probably a couple hundred bucks, three hundred, yeah. and then probably yeah. the room for the weekend. You so you're still at like five hundred, six hundred bucks yeah. just to go hang out with people. So, so to me, you know, again, that's not why I was going there. So I was going there thinking that I would be able to grow my social media and talk with sponsors and whatever. And like, it felt like, you know, cause they collect all your information beforehand. You have to tell them how many followers you have on whatever app and and everything, you know, at least the year we went, that's what you had to do. So they have already qualified who you are. And it's like, you go up to these sponsors and are trying to talk to people about stuff like over at Bessie. I don't, those people weren't there to try to work with anybody. Like they were just there. Like it was a trade show showing off their mm-hmm. product. Right. Bessie was that way. Rustolian was that way. Craig was that way. Unita yeah. was that way. 
yeah, the guy from Unita. I was like, so are you guys like trying to work with people or not? Because I was talking to him for a while about stuff and he's just like trying to sell me on shit. And I'm like, dude, I'm not here to buy your shit. Like, that's not why anyone here has come to this. If I wanted to buy a sander, I can, there's plenty of places I could just look online to buy a sander. I didn't have to pay $600 for you to sell me a sander. I can go to the woodworking shows. They come to my state and they cost $8 to get into. Exactly. And I can try all the tools I want. Yeah. So it's like, I don't know. And and I don't know, maybe they've corrected that issue. Maybe that's not a problem anymore. I assume that like the people that we know that are doing it, you know, knowing how they are, I know that they understand that they're there to try to show off their product, but also find people to work with. But, you know, again, maybe it's just like the bigger companies, like, do they understand what people are expecting out of this? Was I expecting the wrong thing? Like, is it wrong for me to think that I shouldn't be getting sold to? And here's how I can vouch for you on that one. When you get there, they have that welcome party. Mm-hmm. And, and the woman who runs it was in the welcome party and she's like, be bold, get out there in oh, front of these right. sponsors, charge yourself, prove your worth to them, go get yourself sponsored. And like, she's given an impassioned speech to the, mm-hmm. it was a newbie welcomes, right? Yeah, I do remember that. So all newbies got to go in there and she's telling you that they're here to listen to you, understand what your pitch is, pitch them your ideas, blah, blah, blah. And she's telling you all of this on day one. And you're like, Oh yeah, that's cool. And I went, when I went, I went with like, how am I going to build this podcast? Cause we had just started the podcast. We were only like 30 episodes in 30 something episodes in. So I was like, maybe I can go down there and get a big boost on the podcast, you know? So that's what I went. To. I didn't go there for sponsors. I didn't go there for any of that. And, uh, but then here and that I was like, Oh yeah, maybe I'll go over and talk to a couple. And then you go talk to a few and they don't want anything to do with you. So whether or not you're wrong in that situation, they're telling you at the event, that's what you're there to do. That's what you're supposed to be doing. And then you walk up to these people and they're like, I, I don't know anything about how you get sponsored. I just work for this company. Like that's their answer to you. I don't know if that's the, I know that's not a name I memorized with a high count. So get out of here or not, you know? Yeah. It would be interesting to see if I went now, how the larger companies would respond to me. I think you should go just for that reason. Yeah. But then again, I've been emailed by some of the companies that wouldn't give me the time of day before. So, you know, I think I already have my answer there. Yeah. Which, I mean, okay, sure, that's fine. That's in their best interest. But like I'm saying, that's not what we were sold. That's not what I bought my ticket for. So, you know, I, I guess basically what I'm saying is if you think this is a magical foot in the door... Uh, it may not be because it wasn't when I went. But when you went, maybe your Instagram was low, but your YouTube was not a small account. Eh, I mean, it it's small compared to what smaller. you are now. Yeah. But at the time, that was a, a medium sized account, right? It wasn't a small, it wasn't know, it was a nothing like burger. 10 or 20,000, I think. Yeah. I, I don't really know what it was, but 22,000. Okay. How many how many maker podcasts do you think go to WorkbenchCon? Like how many are even are even out there? Well, like, I, I, don't I don't even know. Well, there's probably maker what has a podcast. <laughs> yeah, that's there's what I like. Seven hundred of them. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's funny because we have a podcast and we're. Oh, I know. Yeah, that's why it's funny. But I, I'm just curious. Like, uh, 
which I guess they could have a class on just that. But you would almost think that you would give like the podcasters like kind of a discount to try to get them to go to talk about it. Oh, they, positive well, way. I mean, depending on who you are, they, they did remember, mm. remember the discount code that I had found and I gave all you guys from, uh, yeah. And it didn't from? work from, um, no, it worked for me. A hundred percent off. It didn't work for me. I tried. <laughs> <laughs> it was a hundred percent off. Oh yeah. So that was your first, I, I put it in and, and, uh, I mean, whatever it was on, what was it? What's it? We're, uh, making it, making it. Yeah. Making it. And, uh, mm. Bob gave out his pass co- password and, or whatever, or, or his discount code. And I put it in and I'm like, all right, so what's my total here? And they're like, thanks for signing up. We'll see you there. We'll mail you your tickets. And I was like, nice. All right. What do I got to pay for this? And then I'm looking at it and it's like zero, zero point zero zero. And I was like, huh doesn't seem right so that was the first year you went 2022 and you had a free ticket oh no because then they wouldn't they they didn't honor honor any of them but like i even asked (laughs) that's something's weird here you know i feel like somebody gave out the wrong discount code and uh which they did they gave out their code for you know for them to go Mm. so if you were like associated with one of the the big name people let's see listen my podcast is in the top two and a half percent of all podcasts in the world. Is that not big enough? <laughs> uh, I guess not. I wonder how I'm not big. saying that we should have free tickets, but I'm just saying that. So sounds like you want to go. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would go just to talk about it more about it. And I would go to the classes if somebody gave me a free ticket. I think but I would like was... to go back because. I heard a lot of people claim, and I, I I don't know if I agree with them that oh it was, it was coming out of COVID. I mean it was twenty two that we were there, mm-hmm. right? And they're like oh it's just still coming out of COVID. They hadn't got back to what they were. They're better now. Well okay, prove it, right? You you con me out of it. It it, it cost me in total thirty five hundred bucks for me and the wife to go, right? You con me out of thirty five hundred which 1200 went to them, right? You, you can't give me a discount ticket to try again. Mm-hmm. Prove to me that it's worth something that you've bettered yourself. See, that would be kind of cool is if repeat, like let's say the rule had to be, you went the year prior, but you got a significant discount because you're going back. Like, I feel like more people would go back. They'd probably make more money off of it. I mean, what does, what does it hurt them to have a few extra people there? Well, I, I, I mean, maybe I'm wrong. I don't like what benefit is it for them to have repeat people coming like that? If there's enough, you know, people Push. that don't qualify for whatever, you know, discount you're trying to, to give them or whatever, like there's probably enough people that want to go. I mean, there's a reason that they raise the prices mm. later. Yeah, I guess mean, makes you sense. know, then again, they're just trying to drive Supply sales demand. by yeah. telling you that they're going to raise the price. Oh yeah. Yeah. Scare tactic. Uh, but uh, no, I I don't even know if I follow them anymore, and I certainly don't follow a lot of the people that are in that circle anymore. But um, are they pushing it the same way they were pushing it when we went? Are they telling you it's for content creators? Are they telling you? Did I haven't seen a single all that I stuff mean, now? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I, I, got I don't know if it's because okay, I I haven't seen an email. I haven't seen a post from anybody yet. I don't, so I don't see that. Like, do they market it that way anymore? I don't know. Yeah, and I don't I think mean, I stopped following. I think that I just haven't seen anything at all. 
on their homepage, it says, be a part of the growing network of DIY, DIY makers, influencers, and content creators, discovering new techniques, products, and skills, all while learning how to make their businesses to the next level. And then there's a slew of reviews of how great they are. I wonder if I wait here if my review shows up, because I definitely sent them some feedback. I don't think I... And then I emailed I them. I, I asked for a response and maybe a phone call, and I got nothing. Yeah, it's so crazy, because I, I, I do still follow them, and I haven't seen a single post of, of any of these that I'm seeing on here. All right, so here's, I, here's an email. Here's one of their speaker highlights. Our YouTube expert from Grow with Google, uh, championing the mission, helping businesses get found. Maria Alana has empowered over 12,400 small businesses to grow with Google. Um, she's a transformative force. This is just the bold stuff. Expert trainer, her ability, her ability to explain complex concepts in an easy to understand manner. I mean, so if she does this on her YouTube channel, can I just go watch her YouTube videos? Who is this? I'm not seeing it. I have no idea. This is just, this is in an email they sent me. It's just one of their highlights. That's probably the same for any speaker, though. Like if you if you want to hear the information, they but have, that's what I'm saying. They're telling probably not very you, hard to find it. They're telling you that this is an event to teach you how to grow your stuff. But I mean, all that stuff is out there. And like I said, you know, Corey, you know what you need to do to be to do well on social media, right? Yeah, but you just do don't want to fucking do it. <laughs> I don't want to do it. Exactly. That's true. I don't want to post every single day. And so, I don't want to post multiple times a day. And I don't want to engage with all of the people that I post with. Okay. So, <laughs> so I don't. <laughs> so guess what? That's what you have to do to be successful. So <laughs> I know. <laughs> if, when you go to WorkbenchCon, they're going to tell you that's what you have to do to be successful. Just like uh, whatever his name is, uh, Gary V is going to tell you that's what you have to do to be successful. Because again, that's what you have to do to be successful at it. <laughs> like, that's it. <laughs> so you can stand in a room with 500 people. You can sit behind your computer by, your, by yourself. You can listen to the three of us on this podcast. If you want to do well on social media, you got to post shit. And you got to do it a lot. And that's it. I, mean, I, I can't wait till you have a, a TED Talk. Maybe Chris, I need to do one Chris, of these. Chris P., I'll just do exactly what Gary V does. I'll just say 99% of you aren't even going to listen. So you all might as well just fucking leave. Be like, and then that's just, the end. Just, just hound them every yeah. time they start to talk. How many times do you post today? Uh, well, once. Well, that's why. Yeah. You can't post one time. Come back when you can post 25 times a day. <laughs> I don't know. I'm sure there's diminishing returns at some point. Yeah. And like I said, if you want to go for the fun of it, cool you want to go hang out whatever but i just i feel like what they're trying to sell isn't sellable and well, they've come up with a way to try to sell it all in a package like again and everybody does it i think gary v does it i think any you know motivational speaker is doing it yeah i mean gary v is charging the same amount of money too to say you need to post more yeah you need to get out there and do it you know what I love lately on TikTok, and I this might just be the 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 whole I'm in on TikTok though, is like all those uh like alpha bros. <laughs> no, all the like al- 
all like the alpha alpha bros with their like motivational speeches with like oh, i get up at three in the morning i get up at two in the morning <laughs> at 3 15 i'm on the treadmill and at at 3 20 i'm in a fucking hip hypnotic trance while i'm on the treadmill like they just keep going on and on and but i love ice bath <laughs> yeah but what i love though is that everybody's making fun of them now like everybody like every video i get on that and that's the thing i'm on now is like these videos but it's somebody else like making fun of it and i love it like uh the right now like the gino the ghost guy like i thought that guy was a real douche when i first saw his videos uh, but it's fucking hilarious how he just like tears them apart and then one guy got pissed about it and made a react to his video and was like kind of making fun of him and he was like you know what we're gonna do we're gonna be men about this and we're gonna settle this on a podcast <laughs> so they're going like head to head and i'm actually kind of excited to see that like i think that'd be <laughs> we need more of that we need more of people that are like this is stupid and they're like okay well then let's talk face to face not just me in front of my audience saying dumb shit so it's fun all right, so. I don't know who those people are, yeah, so I, I can't comment. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, it's TikTok, so who Corey, fucking Corey, you strike me as the type of guy that loves the alpha bro thing. No, not at all. I feel like the alpha bros, your gun part, it all goes together. Big old trucks. <laughs> yeah, let's take some ice bass. I love that. Like, I, you know? like Heavy metal truck. music blaring, windows down. Punisher sticker on the back window. I see it. I see it. I'm not even that heavy. Like sometimes it's more like emo, like more like the sappy emo. Like I'm still, (laughs) still in that. Like I do have a big truck, but it's funny because the dude who's working for me was like, I figured you'd be all like country hick. And he was playing like a day to remember out there. And I was jamming out to it. I'm like, no dude, I just really like my truck. Like, (laughs) but not in like a hell yeah, brother. (laughs) (laughs) Yeehaw. Just, I like it. (laughs) It's a nice truck. truck. Thanks, man. We've come false full circle. The funny thing about the (laughs) talking about people falling into the roles that they're supposed to be. Right. Like the funny thing about dumb hick. (laughs) Funny thing about the gun stuff, too, though, is I'm not really even into that into guns that much. Like, I don't feel the need to carry a gun every single place I go like that. I'm like, oh, yeah, you got to have one in the chamber because if somebody comes around the corner, you're fucking dead if you got to load it. Like mine's probably in my truck locked up and I'm going to be like, fuck, 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 fuck. <laughs> I need my fucking gun, but I have a gun and it's just like a 380. So it's not going to do shit anyway. If I need it, <laughs> it's more like a scare tactic. <laughs> yeah. It'll, it'll sting a little bit. Like I'm throwing wasps at them, but like, even like, like when I'm doing gunsmithing stuff, I'm like, I have to look so much into it because I'm like, I have no fucking idea. Like, I don't know what this gun's for or what it does. Or like, <laughs> I just know I have to machine this part for it and I got to get it right. But I didn't ever really plan on doing a whole lot of gun stuff. I just kind of, it just worked out and it's, it's kind of a fun gig. So I do it. So you're like a beta bro then. Yeah, basically. <laughs> That's what I'm getting at. <laughs> like an emo kid with a 380 and a big truck I'm like, Swoosh I'm beta, I'm beta. <laughs> <laughs> that's what we need we need to make punisher stickers that say beta <laughs> beta bro <laughs> i'll punish you with bad words <laughs> that could be a hell of a product line right there we might we might have just just started our new product line we have be. shirts and do they come with dodge rams or we can have like workout shorts that are normal length like actually come down to your knees. 
Peter Pan. It runs a Duramax, okay? It's not a Chevy. Or it's not a, <laughs> it is a Chevy. It's not a Dodge Ram, okay? <laughs> what full Missouri there for you? It's Maybe not Texas. Dodge anymore. Man, speaking of full Missouri, what was up with that fucking <laughs> fire truck? <laughs> Did you yeah, see that? Man, well, that well, dude, Missouri. yeah, that I like almost right sent this. Yeah, it was St. Louis. I almost sent that to you guys because you guys were talking about snow in the group, and we had we had a pretty bad fucking ice storm here. Yeah, and they obviously. had it even worse in St. Louis. <laughs> but that fire truck went in like a helicopter. Oh yeah. <laughs> Did you see the like other view I sent you, Chris? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought it was going to take out. Porch. Yeah, yeah. I thought it, I thought it was going to take out a house, oh, yeah. and it, dude, like that guy was like drift king. Like he oh, usually. Yeah. It, like perfectly in between the two like townhouses. Listen, don't give that guy credit. Don't give that guy credit for that. He didn't driving. know what he was doing. He's like, ah! he, was, <laughs> he, he was worried about not soiling his pants. Oh, yeah. He was wondering. <laughs> he what probably he was, was soiling them. That pudding in his pants <laughs> after, he, after he parked that thing in that woman's front yard. <laughs> what he blast that little little fucking Kia? <laughs> Turn that thing into a little pickup truck. <laughs> fucking just about oh, launched it through their front window. <laughs> I want to know how much damage that car did because it fucking nailed oh, it and yeah. it was gone. And I'm like, where did it go? <laughs> did it fly through the house? He hit a car? Oh, yeah. He fucking yeah. Thanos snapped that thing right into another fucking universe. <laughs> I mean, because you figure uh, uh, how much energy would a spinning fire truck have? And it like pit maneuvered this thing and it was just gone like it's it's out of the picture so fast you pretty much never saw it like it's that yeah, blue i never blur noticed in that the lower hit a car. Right, yeah it's the blue blur in the lower right corner <laughs> <laughs> so for those of you who don't know and are driving there is a fire truck in missouri that comes down a hill spinning yeah and it's just a residential street yeah but on ice like that's the he, he started losing it on ice yeah yeah do you guys get ice that bad? Like, do you get sheets of ice where you're at? I mean, sometimes, we, yeah, depending I'm in on South the Carolina, storm. So, is that a yes or no? Any ice, there's a major problem. I mean, it okay. snowed here once, and like, so cars you don't get just a immediately flipped over. Hmm. That's crazy, dude. Yo, we'll get like an ice storm once or twice a year, and it'll usually last like a week or two, and it fucking sucks. Like, I don't care snow. I don't care how much snow we get. I can drive to work in that, no problem. But ice. Cause I'm we an alpha many- bro. <laughs> no, cause I got four wheel drive, but we have fucking so many hills and curves and shit here that like, you just can't fucking do anything on ice. Like you're just fucked. Yeah. I did now speaking of, of alpha bro trucks, I had a Dodge 2500 with a Cummins, uh, four wheel drive when it did snow here and everybody else was freaking out and I'm like out doing donuts and, Oh yeah, you know, driving like, you know, doing all the stuff that I used to do in New York, and uh, you know, every year. And, you know what I'm uh, doing? I'm up at 3 a.m. going to the gym, four wheel drive, <laughs> doing donuts. <laughs> Keith's losing it. Yeah, you've taken it too far. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny when Keith did it. I'm, o- I'm over it now. Yeah, I think Corey's just kind of solidifying the fact that he is an alpha bro and doesn't want to admit it. Am I? Yeah, I think so. I think you, or that you want to be an alpha bro. I think you want to be an alpha bro. You're not quite there. You're still in the emo music phase. You haven't quite hit the hard metal yet. I'm, I'm, I guess I'm in between that and like, um, where the guy's at in office space when he's in like the trance and doesn't give a fuck about anything. 
I mean, I'm in between that. <laughs> I think that's Chris. <laughs> yeah, that's me. Yeah. Oh, I was it's a jump to conclusions, Matt. <laughs> I'm a people person. Damn it! <laughs> I speak I, to the people. I think I'm the guy with the red stapler because of the stuttering. No, just <laughs> just because. <laughs> you come back and burn the building yeah, down. Burn, burn, burn this building to the ground. Yeah, <sighs> that's why. Yeah, I was I was like aggravated all day. So on what's today Wednesday, I have science lab in the morning. And I mean, granted, we're just getting started with classes, but like, so I have to be there at nine thirty, which sucks because, like, when I have to be there at eight, I leave early enough to avoid every car on the road, just about, hmm. and. I have no frustration of getting there. I go eat my breakfast in the parking lot. I listen to podcasts. I, you know, just chill out and, you know, relax. And then I go into class and do whatever. And then, you know, I'll go on with my day. But like on Wednesdays, I don't have to be there till 930. So I have to fight through traffic to get there. Then I can't find a fucking parking spot because everyone is there. And, and like... So the parking spots, there there are no parking spots here. There's one road across from the school where you can like park if you're lucky enough to get a spot, but people will come and park like sideways, like like at a 45 degree angle. So then you can only fit like half as many cars in there. So you have to get there early enough to like start everybody off by just parking square. Yeah, I don't know. I know I see you looking at me, Keith. Why would anyone do that? That's a great fucking question. Why would anyone do that? That's what I say every single time I drive by. I'm like, why the fuck would anyone do that? That's the problem, though. These people aren't from South Carolina. They're from all over the country. And they're just like, you know what I should do? You know what makes sense? I should park three feet away from this telephone pole so that no one can fit between me and the telephone pole. And I'll park at an angle. And then... Only two other cars can get in here instead of four or maybe five cars being able to park in this one little area between these two telephone poles. Because maybe the guy on the other side will do the same thing. Or maybe he'll park at the other angle. You know what you need, Chris? You need an Alpha Bro truck and just push that guy straight. That's why. Yeah, I should just get there early and just park right in the middle. I'll park sideways. Like, like I'll parallel park in there. Nobody here can parallel park. No? No. Like cars have cameras in them now and people still can't parallel park. them. I watched this woman try to parallel park for probably 10 minutes while I was waiting for this light to change so we could walk across the street and she like pulling forward, trying to back in. And I was like, Nope, not going to make it. And then she had to pull forward again. And I'm like, Nope, not, that's not the right angle either. Like, I don't know, but I mean, they probably don't really teach it down here. I don't think, you know, like up North we had to learn to parallel park. Yeah, like I, don't, I, I think don't they think teach that anywhere. Like I'm in Missouri, and the only place that you parallel park is if you go downtown in one of these small cities. And it, I think just people suck. They they learn it the one time to pass the test, and then they're like, oh, "Fuck, I, I don't ever need, need to know this shit again." I don't know. But anyways, so I have my <laughs> science class, and we go in there, and we're doing experiments on mortar, where. I'm not actually sure why, but we're going to use hydrochloric acid to see the rates that mortars dissolve at. And mm. I mean, I guess it's just, I don't know, I guess it just tests the different 
strength of different mortars. But like, I have a pretty good idea that hydrochloric acid will dissolve mortar. <laughs> so like, I already know that's going to happen. I think we all know that's going to happen. So I don't know. It kind of feels like a weird experiment to be doing anyways. Do 18 year old like, college kids know that though? I don't know. Maybe not. It's, it's not like a lot of hydrochloric acid is. No, acid, it's just, it? just enough. And there's some like reading that you can measure how much, uh, CO2 comes off it. And that's how you get a very good estimate of how much has dissolved based off that. So oh, cool. again, I'm sure different types of mortars, either lime or, uh, fucking Portland cement and blah, 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 all that shit is going to do it at different rates. And I guess it's just showing us that that happens. But like, I feel like I can just be, be told that, like, I want to see more in-depth experiments with stuff, you know? So today we went in and we got our pieces of mortar and we just ground them up into powder. And then we fucking went on. So I did 30 yes. minutes after fighting to get there through traffic, <laughs> fighting to find a parking spot, and just getting fucking aggravated, I ground rocks for 30 minutes <laughs> and then went home. Or, well, no, didn't go home. Went to sit in my car for an hour or two or whatever it was until my next class. So I'm not really feeling this. I like learning good stuff. For you. Everyone needs a college education, Chris. I have, <laughs> I have one. It That does suck, though. Like, I, I don't miss... Going I hate, to I just, college I, at all because of that shit right yeah, there. Yeah, like I hate the, the waiting around. Like, yeah, yeah. You know, and Sucks. I mean, I get and it. And the traffic this, and the cars yeah, and the parking. And, and, and I get and it. Dumb this, kids. <laughs> this is a me thing because the 19-year-olds and whatever that go there live right down the street, mm -hmm. like within walking distance. So, you know. Yeah, nine thirty. I'm not early saying for don't go to They're college. Like... <laughs> oh, it is because none of them can make it there on time. It's <laughs> fucking insane. Let's say I know you're old, Chris. You like to get there real no, early, listen, have your I've, breakfast in your car, listen I've to your podcast, relax. <laughs> yeah, no, I've always done that. Even before the military, I did that. Like I would, mm. I would, I've always been like the first Preferred person early. At, yeah, yeah. at jobs. Like I'm the guy going in with the keys because I'm there. Or I'm the guy getting the keys, basically, because I'm there before anyone else anyways. So they're like, well, fuck it. We'll just give this guy the keys. Like, that's just how I've always been. <sighs> Need to lower my expectations for everything, apparently. Especially work punching on. This is anyway. my fault. It's all my fault. <laughs> I, I have too high of expectations. I'd like to know who is going to work punch on this. I don't know. I wanted to have somebody come on like that was, you know. Like, I don't want to say we're anti, but I wanted to have someone come on that was like, yeah, yeah, like definitely pro, but I couldn't yeah, think yeah. of any of them that I wanted to talk to. So we could, we could have had Christy and we, that I guess we still could. That was supposed to be could. a joke. You were all supposed to laugh at that and be like, oh, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> that was really funny. You can insert we, this laugh later. Yeah. I, I did ask in the, in our patron group who was going and yeah, I know David. it could just going. be that. Okay. Yeah. That's right. David did say he was going, uh, but he said he bought an early ticket, which I don't, I don't know what his price was. He bought it last year at the end of, uh, which would be the best deal, obviously, is mm -hmm. buy it the year before. Yeah, doesn't he really also live in Georgia? Right. Yeah. yeah. So that's that's the thing is he lives super close. Um, then Christy said she was going, but I think she's she has she's a free ticket. Yeah, she's on a board or whatever it is. The she's talking about taxes. Yeah. Yeah, pro desk. Yeah, yeah. 
So other than that, though, I, I honestly don't know for sure anyone that's going. Let me try to think of the people that were there last year that I hung out with in the in the lobby. But other than that, like, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't want anybody to feel bad about going if they want to go, you know. But oh, I just hanging out with everyone is phenomenal. Oh, yeah. I have no qualms about that. I just think what they're selling you on, or at least when we went. Right. Like I said, I haven't watched any of the new uh, advertisements for it. But uh, what they sold us on was not, even yeah. there, during their speeches, was not at all what they offered. Yeah, and I, like, wasn't there one talk that you went to where I feel like they were people f- like that worked with Home Depot? And they were supposed to have like an hour lecture and they had like 20 minutes of stuff. And then they were like, Oh, you guys got any questions? <laughs> like they weren't even really prepared for it, you know? Yeah. Uh, one of my main gripes with it is they have a list of all these classes, right? They have quite a few classes and with each class, they give you a description of what that class is supposed to be. So you can only do, what was it? Three per day. And there's more, there's more than six classes. So you get there Friday or Thursday night or Friday. I forget how it works. Yeah, Thursday night you get there, and then there's Friday, Saturday, and there's you can take three classes Friday and three classes on Saturday. So you read the little blurbs, and then the blurb says one thing like "Go here, and we're gonna paint green tiles blue." And then you get there, there's not a tile, there's no paintbrush. And the guy has no idea what you're talking about when he says paint green tiles blue. What do you mean? That That's not what we're here to talk about. And then he just fluffs up whatever he does on Instagram or YouTube or whatever. And it has nothing to do with the description. So now I've wasted a class. Then I move on to the next one and then the next one. And that's a bad place to be because once you enter a class, you can't really leave. I don't know what class to go into. I don't want to be the rude guy who shows up late. I don't want to be the rude guy who gets up in front of this guy and leaves, right? Because they are a human being. Um, I don't know. It's just a weird, it's just poorly run. Yeah. Like I, I went to one class, the Home Depot thing was weird, but then I went to another class and it wasn't Home Depot. They kept using the term Home Depot. It's just two people and they're talking. Mm. But they were they like worked. sponsored by them. They like worked with them or something. Right, but that's not how they advertised it. They advertised it as if it was it the was Home, Depot Home Depot representatives going to be there. Right. And that's not what it was. And then I went to one. It was uh, how to develop passive income online. And, you know, each class is what, an hour and a half? And the guy got up there and he said, uh, sell plans. Even what's his name? Uh, Jonathan Katz Moses. His was on like developing a product and it was really just like how he developed his yeah product. like yeah i was making these jigs and then i just started selling them okay yeah it was i'm gonna boast <laughs> about myself for an hour and a half yeah i mean that's but the passive income one really drove <laughs> me nuts because the guy literally said yeah sell stuff online and then that was it that's all he had prepared and then he realized that only took him a whole one minute and he had an hour and 29 minutes to fill. So he brought up a set of his plans, which were terrible. And he's like, yeah, this is what I sell. And then he went through page by page, all 18 pages of his plans. They were bad. Hmm. Yeah. I went and took a course on like how to do Fusion 360, which I certainly didn't need. And they even told me in there that like if you have experience, you probably don't need this. 
but the problem was there was just nothing else in that time slot that was worth going to. I don't know. They need they need better organ. Well, based off how it was in twenty one when we went, they definitely right. needed better organization. I would hope. Yeah, the caveat is in twenty one, but I mean, it's one of those things. It it's a bad year. It was a bad impression, and I haven't seen them trying to change that. That for me, like, there's nothing enticing that they've announced or that I've been shown or emailed that's that gives me any indication that it would be different. Yeah. Well, the problem is if none of us go the next year or the following year and we keep talking about it is we're going to have no new <laughs> advice for anybody or to see if they improved anything. We'll just have so, to get a co-host that went. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's true. We can get advice from somebody else. Just have a and couple then, guests on that go. Like, watch yeah. to see who goes. And then... Ask them to come on, you know? Yeah. Because I found it weird when we were there. I, I turned, so I was talking to Tony and Chad on text while I was there, and I turned it into an experiment. So I'd go up and talk to people while we were there. I'm like, what do you think of the classes? Blah, blah, blah. And everyone's like, eh, you know, it's not, I was like, is it worth the money? They're like, nah. Right. And I talked to, I don't know, 50 people while I was there, and they're all like, nah, nah. The day they got home, oh, it was so great. I can't wait to go next year. Like, it's like a falsehood that surround like this bubble encases people where they can't be negative online. And sometimes people need to be called out on, on it not being a great event. Yeah. Now there is something to be said, like, like even I said earlier, I had a great time while I was there. Would I pay to go again? Absolutely not. Never. Yeah. Like I said, I'm just aggravated cause I wasn't, I wasn't paying to go to a hangout event, but that's really all. Or to be sold of. to. Right. right. Yeah, that was frustrating. Like I wasn't looking for any sponsorship deals, but they weren't offering either, right? But it, it like Chris was, I don't know if you 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 can you can cut this out if you want, but like at the Unita thing, he was over there trying and it was like just watching this guy be like, "Do you want to buy sandpaper or not?" Yeah. Chris is like, "No." Yeah. And I like like I I said it to him, you know, this are you guys trying to work with people or what? Like, what are you doing? <laughs> he didn't respond well to that. No, he was almost offended. I think he was. Cause I don't, you know, I think he was under, I, I don't think he was sold on what he was, you know, the, on the same thing that we were sold. You know, I think he was told. told yeah. They're, that, they were that, probably told that they're going to make money off of right. all these people that are, that are going to come and see their products and be like, Oh yeah, I'm going to buy it. And so I think the the sponsors and the vendors are disappointed that they're not going to get the sales that they want. And the people that are being told they're going, it's more of like, oh, yeah, you're going to learn a lot. And you're going to you're, you're going to talk to sponsors and, and get these good deals. And then you just kind of button heads with them because <laughs> it's coming right. from two different directions that aren't lining up. Craig had a full on store operating. Just walk up, buy whatever you want. Oh yeah, out, yeah. Like, they had like a show discount on like the you need a sander. Hmm. Like, why? Yeah, because <laughs> those are the people that are going to sand it, <laughs> and they think they're going to make money off it. Yeah, I just, yeah. I don't know. I, I mean, when I was in the booth with Phantom, they kind of had the same thing. Like, I didn't even know they had been there before. You said they were there the year prior, but I I kind of got the vibe from them that they were like, yeah, this really isn't which, you know, hopefully I don't piss them off by saying this, but I got the vibe. They're like, I don't know if we're going to come back because this isn't worth the money for them as a sponsor. Yeah. Uh, because people aren't 
people aren't there buying phantoms. They're not there buying a production machine. It's they, I'm sure they would like to see them up close and personal, but they're not really getting their customer there. So, right, because again, know. that's not what the event is supposed to be. Right, it's geared around social media. You know, it's it's. I I don't even know if I'd say so much as it's geared around growing your business because I didn't hear many nothing about talks that. about that. And I mean, like this so weird email Etsy, is, Etsy's not there, right? <laughs> yeah, like this email is they have this woman who is, you know, get found on Google and whatever. And I mean, I guess this is small business related, but I don't search know, engine optimization. Google will give you all that stuff anyway. Yeah, I don't know who she is. So. Oh boy, here's my thing: if it's about growing your social media then they should have people from Instagram there for the price you're paying of admission. They should be having an Instagram rep there, a Facebook rep, a YouTube rep, a TikTok rep, right? A Vero, a Venmo, an Etsy, like all that, all those people should be there, right? If that's what you're marketing it as it not, Oh, Chris Powell's doing pretty good on, on social media. Let's see what he has to say. Throw him in a room. Let's charge everyone $600. We'll give him a free ticket and he can be part of the cool kid club. Like that's what it is. It's a click. I've just off ostracized myself from no. that click. I mean, I, I don't think you've been doing that for years. We were in it, so. <laughs> I, mean, huh. I think we're, we're, we're all part of the off click. <laughs> yeah. I'm more about the honesty than the, the false positives yeah. that most people put out there. Yep, I'm with you on that. You know who else I'm positive about? I was trying These to come patrons. up with, with a way to spin it, and I was like, God, there's just no way. I was about to say, you know who else isn't isn't very honest? Yeah, you know These who else patrons. Is, is falsely positive? <laughs> Why is this not open? Man, you know, we have a lot of freeloaders. Oh, do we? Uh, yeah, like I have to specifically like go. Oh, yeah. Like I have to specifically go to the active paid members because like the free list is is huge now. Yeah, but can we be like uh, Netflix or Spotify or any of those companies and just like, well, now you have to pay. <laughs> I mean, I guess we can try to like just... <laughs> bully them and make them feel bad about it. But like, <laughs> you know, I mean. It's not like they get anything anyways, except, for, well, they get the Instagram chat. But no. and the, the freeloaders the, don't. they got to pay for that, right? Well, yeah, right. I mean, they and they get the, you know, the warm, fuzzy feeling of, you know, supporting us, basically, supporting our struggles. Uh, so anyways, if you would like to help support our struggles, uh, you can head over to patreon.com slash makeshift podcast. we got a couple different levels that you can support us at. Like I said the free? top one, yeah, there's free, which really is no different than the three dollar one, I guess. But I mean, like I said, you just don't get that warm, fuzzy feeling. Uh, but the top level gets you. Well, you know what? No, it gets your name right off. So the the the, the three dollar one gets your name right off. The top tier gets your name right off, and you get in the Instagram group chat. So we've got Keith Drennan of Blackthorn Concepts, our very first patron. Thank yeah. you, Keith. Uh, Ed Johns of buttjoints.com. JJ's Repair, Green Street Joinery, Michael Nye, 
KT means knife template A to Z. I don't know what that means. <laughs> Obviously, it's something for the Fire and Steel podcast. Whatever. Uh, Brenda, Chad's Custom Creations, Mike from Pixels to Prototype, UK Knife Maker Supply, which is still listed as Fire and Steel podcast listener. Uh, I feel like they need to pay us twice because really we're advertising twice for them. Like we are on their podcast. I'm on there, you know, and the podcast is on there on their patron list. They call me a wanker every time they read off my name. <laughs> I think that's that. a good thing. Uh, to be fair, though, I think a wanker is a good thing. <laughs> I don't know their slang. Fair, you're a wanker. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I am. It's like, dude, it is like not to interrupt the patrons though, but it is pretty God. fucking cool that they can keep their patrons changing their names all the time just to just for the read on their podcast like that's pretty funny that that's a lot I of work like to it's go into your fucking down. patreon account oh well whatever yeah. maybe we can get yeah, i feel like every right episode now. there's somebody that i'm like what the fuck's going on like, i think how that do they bit, still do this i think that bit has been blown out of water yeah. we should edit this out we can't give them all this free advertising right. oh yeah fuck yeah. them on your Never podcast mind. fucking wankers keep going <laughs> now wankers a good thing remember <laughs> Oh, yeah, fucking non-wankers. <laughs> All right, Henry Davis of H2 One Metalworks, Woodland Iron, David Beckwith, Jake Largan of Metal Shelf Customs, MaritimeKnifeSupply.com, Adam Coonrat, David Wood, The Grant Alexander, Austin Saunders, Just Brad at Brad's Customs, Jeff Stein, a weird guy, Ryan of Gnome Hammer Forge, and don't forget, you do get a free entry into his uh, hammer uh, raffle or waffle that he does every month by being one of our patrons. Uh, Scott at Dad It Yourself DIY, BexArmory.com, Waffle Beaver, Rob DeMarco, Christy Steinman CPA, David and Joanna at Wideworks, Miguel, Overall Maker Works, Chris from Green Money Fab, Joey Adelano, David Pratt, Riley White at whiteflame.forge, Earl the Third, Broken Tooth Forge, and Dean Duplantis. And we also have to thank our show sponsor, which is Pwn CNC. You can find them at pwncnc.com. They've got all sorts of CNC router accessories, uh, spindles. I think they're, I think this week they're supposed to start shipping the uh, ATC. I think they were saying mm-hmm. that everything's going to be ready. And, uh, you know, I saw everything geared up and, and them getting all the parts together. So I think that stuff is all supposed to be ready this week. Uh, to start wild. shipping out for like the early adopters of that. Uh, but they've also got um, hold downs and just different things to help help hold your workpiece and align everything mm. and all sorts of stuff. So if you're into CNC routers, definitely make sure you check them out. They're a big supporter of us, big supporter of the maker community. So show, go show Daniel and his crew over there some love. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, we uh, so we just got the, the new Elite Foreman. Uh, one finity, dude. That thing's fucking massive. I know I saw it at WorkbenchCon last year, and I yeah. thought it was pretty fucking big there. And they had it on the um, what do they call it? The QC, the like whatever. folding, yeah, thing. the folding table. Like I don't understand how that thing is stout enough to hold that thing up. Like it is stout, yeah, because I I saw it, but yeah, <laughs> I've been yeah. building the, the I've been building the bench for this thing, and I'm like, dude, because I know how fast the thing's gonna move. And the torque it's going to have. And I'm like, hopefully this is stout enough. But I'm really, uh, really wanting to talk Steven into getting that ATC for it. Because mm. we, for one, we need it. Like we do, we are a produ- production shop. Right. But yeah, at some point we're going to get that thing. What are you going to say, Keith? Uh, 
I was just impressed with the fold-up table. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The one they had at the Maker Camp. Mm. Oh, that's right. They did have it there. Oh, that's yeah. true. Yeah. Yeah, that thing is definitely pretty heavy-duty. I wouldn't mind. I mean, you know, my uh, uh, non-elite is definitely nice, but... What is the elite? Uh, that's where they've added, like, the Mazo controller, and I think the uh, steppers are, like, a little heavier-duty, and... and uh, I don't. I don't think they offer any of their other machines in a four by four, but I think the elite is four by four, right? Or there's yeah, one of them. Yeah, I think it has the larger um, rails and stuff on them. Yeah. What is the other one? Thirty. Thirty-two by forty-eight. I guess I think that's what mine is. Mine mm. is the journeyman. You think that's a good size to get? Yeah. I mean, I guess. I guess the only nice thing is like with the four by four, then you can work on a full half sheet of plywood where with mine, I can work on like a third of a sheet. You know? So, if, but then again, I mean, you can feed through, but that's kind of a pain. I'd rather, unless I really had to do that, I'd probably rather just pre-cut the pieces, you know, have them ready to go in like four by 32 inch, four foot by 32 inch section. It just depends on what you want to make. I don't know what I would make. I do like that. Than- that Mazo controller though. I would really like that. Now they did just a a complaint of mine is that for the longest time, you couldn't set like a work piece offset that would save. And Hmm. now they've got, um, how, what do you call them? Uh, WCS, like a work coordinates. Yeah, but they have, I I can't think of the, the macros. They have macros, so you can okay, set yeah, yeah. set a macro as that. So they've added that to like the base machine, like what I have. Nice. So if you have like that older style controller, not the Mazo, you can have that now, which is nice. Nice. So I'd like to get one one of these days. How's your uh, you you you're getting all sorts of new tools lately? You got your Mister like Digifab over there now. Jesus, you know your fucking laser. I don't know. Are you talking about what else you have? I have a 3D printer. You got a laser. <laughs> I have a couple lasers. You have a what? A, a... <laughs> yeah, say that again. Like you, you kind of get quiet there. <laughs> oh, I have a 3D printer. Mm, <laughs> Would you like me to sh- shout it? Rumor has hey. it you're starting a printer farm. <laughs> Rumor has it I'm starting a printer farm. Hey, let's be real though. Except for, this question is not for Corey. How fucking easy is that thing to use though? It's ridiculously easy. Oh, man. Unless you're Corey. Some would say skillless. Uh, I I absolutely. Did you see the post I made the other day? Probably not. I made something and I was like, no skill required. (laughs) It was the first (laughs) hashtag. I was hoping somebody would bite on it. You didn't even notice it. Well, you post so so often. I I really haven't been on Instagram that much lately. And and this is probably not a skill thing, but if you have to troubleshoot it for that long, like I, I put fucking hours in this machine to figure out the problem. Is that a skill thing or is that a knowledge thing or is that a, that's uh, just a like test a tenacity? Of, yeah, that's like, like a test of your in, resilience. In, yeah, yeah, really. Dude, and I feel like all the CNC machines throw you through that. Like a resiliency test. Yeah. I mean, not all of them, but, but yeah. Well, kind of. They're all computer controlled robots xyz yeah boop 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 make part yeah the actual action it does is skillless yeah right we were talking about troubleshooting you weren't paying attention it's cool <laughs> yeah but you're <laughs> i mean it is starting okay. a whole new argument is you know? troubleshooting a skill no no no. i'm not actually going off of your argument i'm not saying is this skill or knowledge only i'm just saying like 
like the when you have to put that much time into figuring the machine out, where does where does that fall in your scale? Knowledge. That would be knowledge. just knowledge only. I mean, is troubleshooting a skill? I feel like that's. I like, don't know. I think it actually could be because at some point, if you've done it enough times, you develop. I think kind a lot of, a, of people a, have a conflated habit. the definition of skill. Okay, what? Right? Let's let's go over that. What is the definition? Here we go again. Of skill, Keith, <laughs> I want to start this. Let's fucking go. Because I was ready. Who in the morning? I talk about skill. I, I was ready. Knowledge. <laughs> I wanted to bring this up at class in class today, actually, because we were talking about like you know, the difference between how like certain people will like look down on craftsmen, but then even craftsmen will look down on like a plumber and just say like, Oh, you're just like, you know, you know, not like a highly skilled or whatever trade there, you know, but like, I don't know. So please, what is, what is the definition of skill? (laughs) Well, the difference between skill and knowledge is uh, the factual information, but skills is the ability to apply the knowledge to specific situations. So, given that definition, wouldn't troubleshooting machine being taking the knowledge but applying the skill to actually perform probably the duties needed? Okay. Yeah. That's where we uh, we align. Where are you looking this up? Because what I found is that knowledge is theoretical. Yeah. So basically, and what skill you're is practical. Is all yeah, that's bullshit. That, that's on the Meridian definition or whatever, right? Meridian Webster definition. I really liked how AI Marian. was standing up for me, though. The knowledge is like, the theory. What's that? <laughs> I said, I really liked how AI was standing up for me, though, when I was like, does it take skill or knowledge to run a 3D printer? And the <laughs> and AI was like, it takes skill and knowledge because it takes knowledge to know this, but it takes the skill to do it all. <laughs> And I was like, thanks. AI. Right. But if if the knowledge is the theoretical part and the skill is the practical part or the tactile part, right? In 3D printing, once you give it the knowledge, it does all the work. You're not doing any of it. Right, right. So there is no skill in 3D printing. It's not an argument. If the printer is working as it should. In which that's case, not, that's not, not the argument, though. Yeah, but then no, no, no. But it is, but it is because then, you don't always have a perfect working printer. You okay. don't. But then your skill is not three D printing, right? Your it, skill it's 3D is printer maintenance. Is is machine? Well, maintenance. not just three D printer maintenance. It's it's troubleshooting. I guess would be that skill. Sure, but your skill is not three D printing. Right. No, I agree with you there. Yeah, three D printing cannot be a skill you possess. So that's more of a a machine troubleshooting and function that would be the skill of understanding how the machine works. That's knowledge, but then applying the skill to figure out where the fuck is it's, it's going wrong and fix that. That's different. Yeah, no, it it is, but it's not because if you have to have that to make the print work, then you need it, but it it doesn't (laughs) go together. It's two separate things. Oh, it goes together. Trust me. Two weeks of troubleshooting this fucking machine, it goes together. <laughs> if I'm right. a good print. You see these? You hear that noise? Those are good prints. <laughs> That's because I spent two weeks trying to figure out what the fuck is wrong with this $1,200 printer I bought. The rest of the world that has bamboo printers can also make that noise without yeah. two weeks of trouble. Well, because they didn't spend the time because they were fucking fortunate enough to get a good working printer. So what? how did you fix it? Let walk us through your whole 
this whole yeah. thing. Cause I remember you were emailing the last that we have talked about was you were emailing support and that was a mm-hmm. nightmare because you had to tell them the name of your firstborn child and yeah. you know, what cycle of the moon that. it was in when they were born. Like, yeah, what happened? Yeah, there with, was a lot. Oh, well, ba- bamboo was like, uh, after like a week and I kept checking to see if they had got to it, they were like, did you try opening the door? And like in this, in this fucking log that I wrote them was everything I tried of, ah, I think it's something wrong with the temperature. Like it doesn't seem to stay the same temperature and I've changed the plate and I've opened the door and I've checked to see if the fans stay in the right temperature and blah, 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 blah. And they're like, did you try opening the door? And I'm like, okay, they're absolutely not going to help me. (laughs) So I, I, I have to figure this out. And I did end up swapping the hot end completely. And that, that did fix it. So yeah, it was either some kind of a buildup in the hot end, which could have been due to um, shitty PLA that I had from my other printer. But could I have just been I a had, bad hot end, too. It could be. It could be a manufacturing issue. Um, I did have a loose wire in that originally of where the hot end like plugged into one of the wires in the harness. Machine. Was loose, right? But now it's printing great. So, do you think you messed something up when you fixed that wire? What do you, how would I mess it up when I fixed was it the plugged wire? in when you plugged that in? I don't know. I mean, Could you have shorted no, it? it you were the only one that was in there working on it. Now, was the it printer shorted the fucking hot end? It's a metal pipe. <laughs> it doesn't just explode when you plug in the right wire. <laughs> how do you know? Maybe mine will do it. Because it's a metal pipe. Are you <laughs> sure you have the knowledge to understand what happens when you plug that wire in? I'm sure that as soon as your printer has this issue for you, Keith, you're going to throw in the fucking Oh, trash. yeah. Oh, listen. <laughs> I, you already know I'm going to do that. I'm going to be like, fuck this thing. Fuck those guys. Fuck you. Fuck bamboo. Yeah, I didn't fucking baseball bat to the face. <laughs> I didn't buy a 3D printer for the hobby of working on a 3D printer, which is what I feel Neither like did I. I do. bought it for fucking production, and it was not producing, so I had to figure it out. 3D printers have been around for a while, and I've wanted one since they came out, but I did not want to be tinkering with a machine. If I wanted to be a machine maintenance person, I'd still work at fucking Bosch. Like, I don't want to yeah. do that shit. I want to be able to turn whatever it is on, whether it's on a laser or a 3D Table printer saw. or, yeah, and even just basic machines. Like, I want to click the on button and it comes on. And then whatever special function it has, it does. Like, mm-hmm. If I have a pen, right, and I know mm-hmm. there's ink in it and the ink's not coming out, I I, I don't try and fix the ballpoint on it. I throw it away. Yeah, I but get you something bought a, else. That's a pen, not a $1,200 printer. And I bought the $1,200 printer specifically because it would be plug and play. I didn't want to fuck with it. I wanted the fucking, I wanted the good fucking pen that had all the ink. And then it didn't have that. And that's where I had to troubleshoot the pen because I'm not throwing that in the fucking trash. <laughs> I paid a lot of money for that pen supposed to do the job and it does now i just had to figure it out and would you say it's skillless now now yes absolutely before somewhere in between it working and it working again took some skill but not in the 3d printing not at all not in the physical printing of the part no right 3d printing cannot be your skill (laughs) i've never argued with you on that part yes you have no, I haven't. I've argued with you. On you want the me to go back into the text messages? You certainly did. 
Eh, probably not. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, we're an hour and a half into this. No, it's not. <laughs> so, so what did I see you doing in the video today? You were having, so you got the new hot end. Yeah, you yeah. had to like, I saw you putting like grease or something on it. Like what? Right, right, right. So I stuff? thought I had to solder that because I had taken it apart before and I was like, well, that I had a spare hot end that they sent with the X1. And I was like, okay, well, I'll just swap this because clearly I'm not getting either the right temperature through this thing or it's like getting clogged. And I, so I took it apart and I was like, well, fuck, this looks like these like three wires are like soldered in somehow. I was like, I don't want to fucking deal with that. So I just put it back together and I was like, surely it's not that. Like it's a brand new hot end. It can't be that. It has to be a bad wire or like a bad fan or like something not keeping temperature. Not like a a steel fabricated part that just isn't getting up melted plastic going through it. So I didn't worry about it, but that was the last, that, that's the only thing I haven't done. So I was like, well, fuck it. I'm going to swap that. I'm going to try it. And I watched the video that they had on bamboos, um, you know, little videos they have, which they, they do have really good fucking videos. Um, but it was pretty easy. You just fucking pull all the wires off and clean it up. Um, and then you use like the thermal grease they have in the, they have a little package of it, which there's, there's not very much in there. You really have to squeeze that tube to get as much as you need. But in the video, it shows them putting a shit ton of that on. And then the one I took apart, the bad one I had, had like barely any grease on it. So I think that's part of the problem. Like, I don't know if the grease is somehow helping make the connection for the wires or just like seeding it somehow. I don't know. But, um, I, I applied as much of it as I could and then put it back together and then immediately I didn't even calibrate shit. I didn't do anything. I just ran a print and it was fucking perfect. And I was like, okay, cool. <laughs> Clearly that was the issue. Hmm. Deep down. I wish they were pieces of shit. Cause then I could make a video like, like a <laughs> review video where I was like pointing at it and in the thumbnail, just be like, I've been bamboozled. <laughs> you know, that would just be so yeah, perfect damn but damn it can't do that i mean you could have for a little while maybe you should have done that and then they might actually, i was bamboozled <laughs> they might actually fixed it they um, are nice to have though they are yeah yeah although like for me i'm 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 doing my shop organization right which is going to take me a while but once that's done i don't know what i would use it for you know what i need to do with it i need to come up with a way to organize my shop organization things that I've made because they're all just sitting on this fucking table with everything else that I've 3D printed with the sword, the Dalek, the uh, hard work, good luck uh, belt holder there from Housemade. Like, it's just all right there. I can, yeah, I printed eight of those already. I got all these bullshit parts that I made for you that are just sitting around here. (laughs) Hey, put those in a box. I got to actually, I know that's, that's the problem. I got to do that. Uh, I am swimming in Gridfinity at the moment. Nice. Those look good. Yeah, there's the I I tried the two different styles. Mm. Like the one that bolts together with the magnets on top and mm. then the keyed the one with the one. magnets below. The low profile one. Yeah. I think I like the low profile better. So I think the solution to like the ultimate gridfinity thing is not printing the grid. Like they need to come up. And maybe Gridfinity is not the solution, but somebody needs to come up with a grid for like people like us that have either lasers or 
CNC's or whatever that you can make the grid and then you're only using the 3D printer to make like the cups or the, the containers, you know, because like the grids just take too long to print. Oh, way too long. And I mean, I get it. Like, yeah, sure. My printer sits dormant every night and I don't print shit on it. But like, I just don't want to have to run it every night to print a six by six inch grid. Like, oh, I just yeah. don't want to do that. You know, I could knock the same thing out on a laser in minutes and I could knock all of them out like in an hour, you know, all that I'd ever need. So I think, well, I there's think that's also the solution. There's also the other thing. And, um, I don't feel like Gridfinity is good for every drawer, right? I mean, I have a lot of drawers, and there's probably 10 that I'm going to use Gridfinity in, and it's only if things need to move around or if I don't mm. know what I want it to look like in the end. But, like, if I was doing a screwdriver drawer, I would print it for the screwdrivers for that that drawer and be done with it. I wouldn't mess around with the grid. I wouldn't mess around with Gridfinity parameters. I would just print a holder for the screwdrivers to go in that drawer and be done with it. Right? I feel like that's every storage thing. Like it's always like, oh, I'm going to get this modular system because I don't really know what I want. Like that's just what you always do with stuff. And then as soon as you set it up, you're like, yeah, it's good. Yeah, like like <laughs> I have time. a um, uh, French cleat wall. Why? Because I don't know how I want to set it up. <laughs> like I didn't know when I built it, it up how there. I wanted to set it up. And <laughs> now it's just been sitting the same exact way that I set it up for years. Exactly. Yeah. So why do I have a French cleat wall? I, I I never understood the French cleat wall. I just put up a piece of plywood and I screw things to the plywood. Yeah. If I need to move it, I unscrew it and I move it. The the French cleat thing I never understood. I mean, I understand a French cleat, but I don't know why people use it as a storage solution. It makes zero sense to me. Uh, some guy on YouTube said it was a good idea. Yeah, yeah. It's more of a, the trendy thing. Other people were doing it. So like, oh, this is how I did French cleats on my wall because... Mm. It's trending. It's good. Hashtag catching. Yeah. Catching keyword. But like with Gridfinity, like when you make the cups or, or like the containers like these, mm. they're cool. So you can like, all right, I'm going to keep screws in this one. And then I can take the screws to the project and bring it back and put it mm. in its spot. So that's what it's good for in my mind. But like if, if the tools are going to live in one drawer and there's no point, like if, if I have a full set, like let's just say, oh, my power carving stuff, right? If that's going to go in one drawer, neatly organized, then I'm just going to print what I need. Right, to hold it. But, right, like why do I need extra plastic in there? need a modular system, yeah. Yeah. So I did find a handy thing at uh, Menards uh, this week, and it was like these silicone mats, like these trays, and it's three of them that are together. And so like the biggest mat you can like leave on your, your toolbox or workbench and put all your shit in it. But there was a small one that I was like doing, I was building the um, one affinity stand with, and it had like a bunch of spots for the different like uh, hex bits. And so I had like drill bit, I had a, 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 a Torx bit and a step drill. And so it was kind of nice to be able to put those back in spot in, the, in their spot, but then I had little trays and I put all the screws in the middle and then I had the drill bits on the side. And normally when I'm doing a project, it would probably be like, those were all in my pocket. Or they were just like scattered around, and I'd be like, "Where the fuck are these?" Yeah, but it was nice. in circles in front of <laughs> yeah, you, yeah. nothing with the other pot. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it would drive me fucking nuts. And I, I never would have thought about how handy it would be to have like a little tray for that fucking project just to organize my shit. You know, I could see it in like 
if you're doing the same repetitive task and you're like, this is what I want for this station. But I was just like, how often do I build a fucking one finity workbench? The one time, <laughs> but it was nice to have the one tray that I could just fill my shit with and be like, this is moving around with me as I'm going to each fucking leg and place. And it's nice and divided. So it's cool. You know what really gets me? Like, I feel like I could never in my life use like that Kaizen foam. Like oh, yeah. it would give me, I am not, I don't have anxiety. I feel like it would give me crippling anxiety to try to cut <laughs> out something for that, for the fear that I would like get a different screwdriver set or I'd lose <laughs> one and then the company would never make that one again, or they'd make it and it would be like an inch shorter and it would, it just wouldn't fit. Like, that you just you nuts. Oh my god! You spend god, that much time yeah. and money on all this one get, drawer and you get can't it get perfect, <laughs> and then some little thing happens like that. It's like, well, fuck it up. Just throw the whole goddamn toolbox out now. I don't so, want any of it. I don't know if it's Kaizen foam because I did it before Kaizen foam was yeah. a business. But uh, Craftsman used to sell thick foam things for their mm-hmm. toolboxes that you yeah. would cut out, and I've I have a few drawers with them cut out, and and those are. Probably 23 years ago I did that, yeah. and they're still going strong. Oh, that's good. That's great. I'm proud of you for being able to do... Yeah, you kept the same tools. Weird. Yeah, to do stuff like that, because you know, I absolutely... I just you know what's funny about it is uh, it's the screwdrivers that you hate. The ones that smell with the, bad with the yeah. Like, acetate, yeah. I have a drawer of those, but they don't smell bad yet, hopefully. Because of the foam. I don't know. And then I have a drawer of nut drivers with the same handle. It's funny. I should show you tomorrow. Maybe it's because they're all separated. Maybe it's like when they touch, they start smelling oh, maybe, yeah. I think you're like making stuff flow. up. I've never In smelt the old screwdriver thing. I don't know what this is. It, it smells like vomit. It's it, <laughs> it's not. It's like acetyl something. I don't know. But any, it, it's the chemical that is produced from it breaking down is like I think the same chemical that makes vomit smell the way that it smells. So it smells exactly like vomit. It is hmm. just the worst thing ever. Could you imagine? Like, I can't handle like going to a theme park and walking past where somebody puked. Oh, I have uh, a whole screwdriver drawer full of it. I'm going to send you one. I'm going to send you one every week. <laughs> but I'm going to like address them from different people. So you're like, oh, wow, what did Corey send me this week? Oh, wow, Jeff sent me something? That was unexpected. And you're going to be like, no, fucking Chris, screwdriver. Make sure it's poking out, though, of the oh, box. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, that'll give it away, though. I'll have the, I'll have the handle poking out. So everyone it, that deals with it will be like. It, it will make me gag if I smell it. So. Yeah. Maybe I'll have to video myself going to the mailbox every day. Yeah. You might catch me puking on my ring camera. <laughs> it's puking all over my driveway. <laughs> oh, They'll do God. well. It's a social media channel. Yeah. Uh, could you imagine? What do you think, boys? It's an hour and a half, over an hour and a half in. We going over to the after show? Uh, this whole thing. Thank you, makeshift patrons. We'll see you in the after show. <laughs> we'll see you in the after show. Everyone's so confused. Yeah. How do I get there? Yeah, how do we get there? You need the Figured special out. link. That's the uh, $20 an episode price mm. on Patreon. That's right. <laughs> actually, you have to subscribe to both of our podcasts. Oh, yeah. You guys actually do an after let show. Me give you the, uh, let me give you the intro for it. Oh.
Oh, in the after show. Okay, end it, cancel. Go. I do have one more thing that I want to talk about. Oh, fuck. Can... I can't. I'll close this can With doing these... um, Actually, before I say that, speaking of cans, have you seen these? This is a monster, an alcoholic monster. It tastes just like monster, which I love. But then it's alcoholic. This is like... It's six. What, what are those? Uh, is it like a four loco? Are you climbing fucking telephone poles? Yeah, pretty drink much. It? What are those girly drinks? The um, like a seltzer? Yeah, like like they got that new White Claw. Oh yeah, yeah. this is like yeah, White Claws seltzer. for Kyle's. Ah, uh, is it really? Yeah. Like, is it this like is, is it like that like flat tasting? No, like, I mean diety? it's good. It no, tastes good. like a like a monster. I like it, but see, I saw the box of those and I was like, that's trouble. Oh yeah, because I like monsters, so I'm either gonna have way too much fucking energy, or I'm gonna have way too much energy and, and too much alcohol yeah. because six percent. Like, I don't know. I remember one time when Four Locos were a thing. I was at some house party in the Navy, and we were playing beer pong outside. And this guy goes to like throw the thing, and he's like, "Oh, hang on one second. And he turns around, pukes off the balcony, turns back around, wipes his mouth off, and throws the ball and sinks it in. It was like. The most epic thing I've ever seen. That was me. It might have been you, to be honest with you, because that just—I feel like you were that guy. You were like super, like you know, controlled super and whatever. Drunk. And then you went over that edge, and you were a fucking screaming toddler. I was just waiting to, to fucking punch people to swarm oh, a stand. Yeah. It was to Shikolda. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy. What's up, Keith? So, anyways, what I want to <sighs> talk about is. The people who comment on my um, evapo-rust videos that do not understand science in the slightest bit. And I mean, people do this with everything where they don't understand something and then they'll try to explain it to you. But like, people think tetanus comes from fucking rust. Like, I've gotten that comment hundreds of times that just touching rust, you're going to get tetanus. Please, Keith, what do you have to say? I... No, no, keep going, keep going. Well, it has to get in your bloodstream, right? Yeah. Is, is it the rust in the bloodstream? No. Or is it the, the metal? It's iron. That's iron oxide. That's not going to give you fucking tetanus. No. <laughs> like, it's what a bacteria. The bacteria, which can be in the ground. You could be working in the garden and cut yourself on something, and there could be the, the bacteria that would give you tetanus in the ground. Like, it's not rusty metal. You don't just, like... I'm never gardening again, so thanks. Somebody tell Paul Paul Ridge. (laughs) (sighs) So, it's funny how... uh, I I forget which episode it was. I think it was this episode. Not 20 minutes ago that you were complaining about basic science being taught at your school and you don't understand why you have to learn such basics. And then by the end of the episode, you're like, I can't believe people don't know basic science <laughs> just because you know, college more is not where you need to learn basic science though. Uh, some could argue it wasn't taught in high school. I mean, clearly it this wasn't. is the problem with teaching to the, a standardized test. I don't, do yeah. they not teach like, anything in science anymore i remember doing like labs and i feel like they should teach about tetanus you're gonna get like i'd rather learn about that than the fucking microbials or whatever the fuck like teach me what's gonna hurt me (laughs) if i do something wrong if i don't wear my gloves and i also cut myself and then i put my hand in rust-oleum am i dead 
Tell me. Yeah, like I your- like I got a guy right now. Even he goes, yeah, I always season my pans with evapo rust. Really rounds out the diet. <laughs> Nothing harmful in there, causing chemical reactions. No, sir. Lots of things cause chemical reactions, like the air getting to certain materials will cause oxidation, which is a chemical reaction. Like these are these <laughs> these aren't like super complicated theories on how this stuff works. Like like I'm not I'm not that great with science, but I can understand these basic things. And, and they're like one guy told me he goes, how about instead of using a chemical like evaporust, you use vinegar. He go no vinegar and baking soda. And I said, sir, you are going to be shocked when you discover that vinegar and baking soda are both chemicals, along with water. (laughs) (laughs) I love how a guy a guy who is. Created his whole Instagram to cater I know. to the lowest denominator. Is now frustrated. Prey on the bottom feeders of the internet gets <laughs> aggravated when they interact and give him what he wants to do as an influencer. Yeah. What's what's wrong with this fucking guy rewarding me? <laughs> what's wrong with him for giving me I've more money? I've my whole feed to get to the guys in their basement who don't understand anything. <laughs> and, and and then they have the audacity to comment on my thing <laughs> with their stupidity. <laughs> How do I target the worst of the worst? <laughs> God, I hate when they talk to me. <laughs> that, look at it. This is a gift and a curse. <laughs> that's that's all i can say every time i think about being famous on social media i'm like nah sounds like a real headache for chris (laughs) it does sound like a headache right yeah so i mean there's some cool perks to it but mm, is this something i really aspire to he didn't even get an invite to work bench gone so yeah i mean (laughs) so remember i would maybe after this episode yeah oh yeah Remember we yeah, were talking a couple weeks ago. There after this one. Remember we were talking a couple weeks ago about the the like automated copyright system that YouTube mm-hmm. has, and I went and, you know used it as it's supposed to be used and hit a fucking bunch of people. Like even Ed got it, and then like poor Ed, that forty year old that that forty year guy got it, and some other guy got it, and like really what I mean, I don't like any of it happening like no one should be stealing my content no one should be stealing anyone's content uh ed was the exception because i gave him that video and said yeah go go for it post that and uh, so i guess i set him up but <laughs> you told him to go for it and then you banned him it's yeah. a long con right there so i was getting aggravated over the week because that 40 year guy even after he was like, yeah, I'll take the videos down. I saw that it got reposted on his account. And I'm like, man, fuck this guy. He told me he would take it down on everything. And then he went and started reposting it. And so finally I had enough and I messaged him back and I'm like, dude, you just reposted it again. I'm like, you know, you've still got Now he did on his real account. He did still have it on TikTok. So I guess I shouldn't cut him slack completely. But 
he was not actually reposting it. He's got like 40. If you search for his name, so many people come up and they're just stealing his content. So it's like it's a crazy. big thing. But now because he stole my content, now all these pages are coming and stealing that video, which is still mine, like, and it's getting reposted by all these, you know, completely fake accounts. And, you know, again, we've talked about it on here, like, like these accounts that just keep reposting shit and like Instagram and Facebook just don't do shit about it. Like they don't care. TikTok definitely doesn't care. How many of those accounts are Instagram or Facebook though? Like, I mean, are yeah. they, who knows? Are they, yeah. are they just fuckers that are like, yeah, I'm going to repost this shit. Or is it Instagram and Facebook that see that these items are trending and they're like, clone, clone, clone the account, fucking send that out and we'll get paid. I mean, well, I don't, I don't, that's they wouldn't get paid. That's, it's not like you had me. It's not like money rolls in. <laughs> I was they with might. you, but then you it, came out with that last thing, and I was like, mm, nope. But they get they get the views from people, which is money to them, right? Well, okay, so the idea is mm, no. to keep people on the platform, <laughs> and we're back. <laughs> yeah. So the idea is to keep people on the platform. You're not back. I'm back. Which, no matter who whose video they're watching, as long as they keep watching it they are people are staying on the platform so right. really facebook has no incentive for removing that content exactly even if it's not the real person like unless you bitch enough about it like i i went and there was a person who literally had my entire account everything but my name they had their own name it was like caitlin somebody they had my profile picture like that black and white uh picture from mark, mark adams, adams. That was the profile picture, which is my profile picture. Behind them, where you can select the background image, was one of my pictures. Every single video on their page was one of my videos. And they weren't getting a ton of views, but I mean, who knows? Collectively, they might have had enough to get monetized or whatever. But regardless, why why would Facebook remove that? What, what, did, what do they care? You know? And I had to right, go through hell, even with the check mark, because I complained about that profile. I, I did a, a copyright thing on it, and they're like, "Yeah, we don't really see that it is." I'm like, "It's the it, it's literally everything is mine." I'm like, "What are you talking about? You don't see it." Like, right? Any idiot could was. look at that and see that it is a copy of mine. And finally, I I complained to them through support, and they were like, "Hey, could we just call you?" And they did call me about it, which I guess is the nice thing about having the check mark. Um, hmm. I've actually had two phone calls with them over the past week about different issues, which was very helpful. But it just sucks that like you have to go to those lengths to get these things fixed. Like they say they're trying to protect creators and whatever, but like if you're just allowing these fake accounts to be out there, you're not protecting me. That's not protecting my brand. I'm going after that 40 year guy and calling him a piece of shit because he keeps reposting my stuff. It's not even him, but nothing about that indicated to me that it wasn't him until I really looked into it and could see like that they had just weird ways that they were writing stuff and whatever, you know, and I could tell like, Oh, that's probably not the original creator. Are there are there ads on Facebook and Instagram though? Yeah, for videos like that. Well, so well, you have yeah. a, a good video that's doing well. It gets a sponsorship or not a sponsorship. So sorry, but like an ad. 
So if Facebook or Instagram had these accounts and they cloned your shit, for one, they're getting more views because they're keeping people engaged because the same video they know is doing good is in more places, but also they're getting paid more by their ads, the wow. people that are paying the money to put that out there. So they are incentivized yeah. to fuck you over. And not really, not. because they could just replay his video to whatever account they want. They don't have to play a repost video. Like it's not like it's not like the viewer cares if, if it was Chris's video or Corey's video. Yeah, they but just they don't care have that to it's the video. Chris. Yeah, if there's they would 10 get away with and one of them is Chris, and they're all yeah. monetized. The other nine accounts that are Facebook or Instagram—that's money they're saving. Yeah. Right. They don't have to pay Chris. Right. But it's not. There's no set pay rate on any of these things that says when you get to one million views, you get this check. Right. Hmm. No one knows how they're paid. I thought it was. I thought it was that way. I thought it I was mean, the higher the view count, the more you make. You get sure, made. the higher the view count, the more you make. But no one knows what a right. view count on that one video. They'll, but they'll if there's tell ten you of the same you're... video or fifty of the same video, and you only got to pay the one guy, right? And the rest of them are clone accounts. Then they don't have to pay out. And the other thing is, these accounts like blast this stuff out quick, where they'll just back to back to back post all this stuff so it all comes it's out a bot really quick. no one's really doing it it's right. just a bot so i mean you know i think that that like quickly gets all that stuff out in front of people so you know like you're saying it doesn't really there is no incentive to push my version of the video that they have to pay for they can so push who owns the, the bot version. Keith, I'm who owns sure. the bot? Some somebody. Is it, some, is it some fucking guy who's just a IT tech dude that is like, bam, this is how I make money. I've got fucking fifty. Sure. Bots it's some dude in India same... that's you know works at a call center at night. Yeah, <laughs> like that's racist. But that's what it is. <laughs> no, but, they, but, <laughs> but, but, but they're the people with the knowledge and skill <laughs> to be able to pull that off. Right. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Because scam call centers aren't in Arkansas. <laughs> they might be. Hello. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> all right let's fucking end it yeah, yeah that's the end <laughs> keith where can we find hello you? goodbye <laughs> you can find me at black lauren concepts on instagram or the working hands podcast or working hands podcast on instagram or the working hands three on we're working hands three on tiktok but that's tony okay that's hmm. not really me if you're talking yeah, about account. Sure. man tony posted something the other day i had to do a double take so it's like yeah. he was like carving wood, and I just like yeah. scrolled by, and I was like, "Wait a minute, who the hell was doing that?" And I scrolled back up, I was like, "Fucking Tony!" I was like, "All right." I thought yeah. it was one of them uh, powerlifting or something. Everybody's like, "Yeah, Tony." No, he's uh, he's getting after his "Make What You Fear" project. Mm. Nice. Oh yeah, yeah. Hey, uh, we didn't talk about that at all, Keith. What the hell? We're I mean, two we did a whole episode on it. We, we did an episode on it. I don't think we need. But yeah, get out there and make what you fear. There's a couple months left. Thank you for joining us, Keith. Thank you Thank all you. for listening. You know, he never thanks me for being here. Thanks ever. for coming, Corey. Thanks for showing up. <laughs> Late. <Hey. laughs> all right. See everybody next week. Bye. All right. See you.